Okay, hello, Sackings Therapy. Welcome to episode 66 of this podcast. Uh, and we're in this episode, we're going to talk about the back-to-back games against the Lakers uh, and the Portland Trailblazers. And of course, we're always with me to discuss these games. Wong. Hello. All right, let's uh, get into it. So, uh, so let's start with the Lakers. So LeBron was out, Caruso was out. And so was AD. So pretty, pretty depleted. Uh, not really depleted, but let's just say we, we kind of got the uh, Lakers bench unit, really, um, in this game. So. Yeah. Also, Gasol yeah. out. I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah, well, lots of guys. We're not going to go through quarter by quarter because it kind of like, you know, I think it's just a little bit redundant going through because it, it was a lot of, guess what, back and forth and back and forth. And unfortunately, that's just not very interesting to talk about. I do want to shout out in the second quarter, um, basically the Kings looked like they were dead in the water, like the energy was out. I was on Twitter. People were saying, like, this is what a checked out team looks like. And the last guy I would have said to that would bring the Kings back was Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald goes on an 8 oh, like an like in the span of about just under a minute, scores eight points, two threes, and a layup to basically give the Kings life again. And that was the one that that was kind of the run that I, you know, basically changed the you know the course of the game. So really want to shout out Buddy there. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, he's he just uh, changes game somehow from the previous ones, and yeah, really glad to see. Um, him, you know, come back to the three-point champion again, and uh, you know, all we gotta say is just, you know, play defense still. <laughs> yeah. So you know, th- this was kind of like the interesting part about this game. It felt like we got the old buddy back. Like mm-hmm. the the buddy we've gotten as of late is a guy that you know will jack bad buddy shots and also miss wide open ones. In this game. He was hitting a lot of wide open, th- wide open buddy shots, and that was kind of the difference of the game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he wasn't out there making terrible decisions for the most part. He played under control. Again, hit the open threes that he was getting, whether it's off a setup from Fox or you know created by himself. Like, you know, this might be a good sign going forward, but we shall see. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, overall, like, you know, it's against the the Lakers second unit. We beat this team like it's not something to kind of like completely rave about like, but it is a win over the Lakers and it's not like they're a scrub team. It's still a, a you know, a lot of g- good players, you know, honestly, if you just gave me this team against the Kings, I might then I could, well, I wouldn't take this Laker team over the Kings, but you can definitely make a case that this <laughs> this Laker team is actually on par, if not better than the Kings. Yeah, it's a sad fact because we have pretty much all, all our starters out there. Uh, and, you know, excluding our bench. Yeah, it's it was a pretty game, I'd say, for the most part. But, you know, Lakers in the fourth really didn't um, clutch it up or even make their shots. So we, we got kind of lucky in a way, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, it, it would help if they had LeBron James out there, you know, just to stabilize. And probably we're never, they're never, they would never even be in, be in this position if LeBron was there. So it's not, again, it's a nice win for us. It's a win, but it's nothing for us to rave about. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, we're going up against, again, the second and third units. Jared Dudley played in this game, for God's sakes. Like, yeah, they, they were running everybody out there. And yeah, yeah like, there's nothing. Nothing for the Lakers to be ashamed of, of course. Again, second, thir- second and third units. They ha- they have LeBron and AD waiting in the wings to come back and destroy the rest of the league. So, yeah. Um, uh, another note I have: Fox was well, he was good this game, but boy, there were some really ugly moments. Uh, had seven turnovers, and yeah, just was kind of sloppy throughout the game. Just some just was just off with him. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, it's like. His passing's a little off. Um, him driving to the rim, he's. It feels like he's forcing some of them too or too hard, or just overdinking. I, I don't know what to say. It's just yeah, like like he said, something's a little off. 
and maybe the defense, I guess, somehow sporadically reads Fox's offense well. I don't know. Yeah, like there were a couple possessions where, you know, we were watching this together and he, he got Jared Dudley on him. And I and I was saying it's barbecue chicken time. It's time to eat. But he could not get by Jared Dudley for some reason. Like, it, you know, Jared Dudley is actually a good defender. I kind of just underestimated him. But like, yeah, they, I mean, he tried to ISO on on some guys and just didn't work. I couldn't really explain what it was. And uh, yeah, had a pretty like pretty like probably again overall good but it was some really like like low lows like yeah i don't know how to explain it yeah in my opinion i think uh fox should draw more fouls i mean he did uh have six free throws this game but i i feel like he should have at least 10 but you know of course again lately his free throw shooting has been a little horrendous i'd say it might, I don't know how in the past 10 games, but I say it's like 50% at this point. No, I would give it around 60. Like, I don't mm. think it's like 50 bad, but it's not great. And it's mm. something he's going to definitely need to work on during that all-star break. You know, take, take some time, relax and work on that free throw routine. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, another note I have, like Corey Joseph had a good game. It's one of those rather rare good games from him because it's actually he actually shows up on the plus minus. Like, you know, plus 16, he had 13 points. He hit three threes, which is pretty rare for Corey. So, I just want to shout him out because boy, like it's King's Twitter. I'll never understand why they hate him as much as they do. Um it's, it, it was like the same thing like this with uh, Trevor Ariza last year, too. Like, the guy is a solid defender. I mean, he's not a lockdown defender by any means. But, like, he's a solid defender that is operating within a terrible overall defense. And there's just only mm-hmm. so much he can do. And yeah. it just seems like King's Twitter just puts it all on him for some reason. Yeah, he can do everything for sure. But same with, same with like, you know, Trevor once he once Trevor left the team, he gained a lot. I mean, he got a lot better in terms of offense and defense because you know it's surrounded. He's surrounded by a team that has better defense and I guess better offense. Yeah, was that what Portland? No. Yeah, he got traded to Portland, but also he was playing more minutes than he was really supposed to because Marvin was out. So he ended up having to play like that four spot a lot. And, like, yeah, Luke ended up playing, I think, like, 30 minutes, like, not 30 minutes a game, but, like, it was around there. And, like, it's the same thing with Corey. Tyrese is out. So we're, we're going to be seeing a lot of Corey. And he does what he can. On offense, of course, he's not exactly, you know, your triple drive artist, like, by any means. But, like, you know, he does w- what he needs to do and tries not to do too much. And as every now and then he has some, like, you know, some bumps. But, like... He, I think he's fine, and I think King's Twitter just gives him an unfair time for no reason. Moving on. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, um, uh, talking about the bench, Luke basically only played seven guys this game. And, you know, it really showed in the box score. If you look at the minutes, 42 minutes for Buddy, 36 for Fox, uh, 38 for uh, Harrison, and only 30 for Rashawn. I'm surprised. But, like... This is the kind of thing where I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, you're running a seven-man rotation. Now, Daquan did play, but he only played six minutes. Like, you're really running... He's basically playing the starters, like, most of the game. And I'm not sure how to feel about that. Uh, Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's just something is also off with uh, Luke in a way. Because we used to play our second third unit a little more than usual like usual but you know that's a that's during the times when uh, we were having those losing streaks i gotta say i don't know if it was uh like this before when we had those win streaks but yeah i don't know I mean, I get what Luke is trying to do. He's trying to win games. So that's why you play the starters so many minutes. But it's, I mean, at this point, do you really want to run these guys into the ground? 
Like, you know, we're pretty yeah. far down in the standings. It's just, I'm not a big fan of that. And, you know, it's it's on a back-to-back. Like, you know, you would think, like, he would go to Kyle Guy, go to Justin James a little bit. Not to say that, like, these guys solve all the problems, but you, I, you would at least want to buy Fox, Heald, and Barnes, like, a few extra minutes, you know? I mean, you sign Pell, who's apparently a small forward. Um, oh. <laughs> you, you sign Pell, like, you know, like, you can s- sub him in for Rashawn for just, like, two minutes and just give him those few extra minutes. Uh, I don't know. Like, I get it. Luke wants to win, but, like, at this point... I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to, you know, sacrifice one or two, one or two games like this just to kind of get some development in there and to save like Fox and Heald from themselves, essentially. Yeah, I mean, we have time. It's not like we want to go to playoffs this year, right? <laughs> It'd be nice, but like, but... as we'll get into it later, this is kind of a gap year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of uh, cluster games and good be pretty tiring for a lot of these players especially on the back-to-back all back-to-backs and we will talk about the back-to-back so um anything else you have for the port or for the lakers game uh i gotta say you know the same usual king's killers you know pretty much bunched up into one team and i gotta say Montrez harrow played well against us uh, yeah, he see. is uh he is the famous um Kings killer. He always plays well against the Kings because this man plays hard and gets up in people's faces and he bullies guys that do not dare to step up to him. And <sighs> unfortunately the Kings are full of players like that that just won't step up to him and just don't play him tough and kind of just get punked by him a lot of time. And yeah, he he dunked all over the team this game, basically. Pretty much got Got a lot of offensive rebounds from us. Uh, man, yeah. Well, we won. <laughs> we ultimately ended up winning, and it was because Montrez missed a layup for her. You know, kind of just kind of just short armed a layup because you know he's just a little nervous. But yeah, it's a uh, you know like I like watching Montrez play. The le- the level of passion he plays with is something that I just always wonder. He's a six seven center. And, like, how come a seven-foot Willie Cauley-Stein can't do this? And it's just – that's just what Montrez is. He's a guy that plays with a chip on his shoulders, and he will destroy anyone who di- who dares not step up to him. And, again, Kings are just full of guys like that. Well, we'll guys see next year if we get someone to, you know, speak up. Because as of right now, no one seems like they're speaking up enough. Oh, we might get Montrez. I wouldn't be too opposed to that, honestly. He's only oh. signed for one year. I think he's signed for two years, actually, technically. But I'm not sure if the last year's a player option. Oh, well, we'll see. Okay, moving on to the Portland game. Uh, you know, overall, I think this was a good game by the Kings. But you're going up against Damian Lillard. And when you play against Damian Lillard, we, we all know what time it is. It's Dame time. And that's, <laughs> and that's basically what happened. He basically got hot early and got hot late. Or he just he was hot. He was hot throughout the game, but like yeah. he really showed up when it was Dame time in the fourth quarter. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> like it was a great. Well, yeah, it was a great back and forth game for the most part. And you know, can't stop Dame. Like you said, we gotta blitz him. We didn't blitz him. Uh, we had a lot of possessions where, you know, Dane just kept on shooting over people, and there's no way to stop that. Yeah, and for the most part, like, Fox and, like, Fox and Corey, I think, did a pretty good job for the most part on him. But, like, Dame is a superstar, and he can just, you know, at times he'll just get by you no matter what, and he'll just shoot over you and just make it. Like... And there was a lot of moments, well, like, particularly in the fourth quarter, there were a few moments where Corey gets erased by Rashawn's man, and Rashawn is dropping back, and he he hits the three, or Dame just hits the three over him. And uh, again, a lot of people on Twitter were just giving Corey shit. Why'd you get stuck, stuck under that screen? Well, guess what? It's, it's not exactly easy to chase him around those screens when cancer can just maul you on screens like that, you know? And it has to be on Rashawn and those guys. 
I, again, I thought he de- de- defended him as well as anyone could, really. Unless your name is Kawhi Leonard, where you're, you know, six seven with a seven three wingspan. Like, you know, I, I think the Kings defense, like, individually did okay, but as a team, it just what it just wasn't enough because, like, as as um, as you know, you bring up, like, they didn't blitz him all that much until the fourth quarter. But by that time, he was already hot. And, you know, the team defense wasn't good enough to hold, you know, basically stop the, you know, the, the short roll pass whenever, like, we blitz them. And, you know, someone would pick, try and, like, guard Cantor. Or Dame would get the ball to Cantor, and there'd be nobody in the lane. <laughs> and, you know, Cantor was amazing this game because of that. Yeah, he's a true offensive center, like you said. Like, he scored easy over us as well. 11 for 15 on... Uh, the board, but geez, 21 rebounds. Again, a, again, just one of those perfect offensive centers. Like, you know, he he's a big, tall guy who understands positioning and can do quick post-up moves and can roll as a roll man. Like a perfect guy, you know, that for like a penetrating uh, guard like Lillard and a guy who can also, you know, threaten from the outside like that. Yeah, he basically took advantage, and he was our, you know, king's killer, other than Damian Lillard, because honestly, not really anyone else scored all that well. <sighs> Shout out to Melo, though, 6 for 11 for 16 points. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, like, kind of the same gripe I have with uh, Luke again in the Lager game. This was, this was a second night of a back-to-back, and uh, Fox ended up playing 38 minutes. After playing 36 the, the game before. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't exactly easier. Or 39 minutes, my bad. Harrison Barnes played another 38 minutes. And Buddy Heel played 37. Like, again, I'm not saying to, like, you know... I'm not saying, like, playing Justin James and Kyle Guy solves much. But, like, I just want to see maybe, like, those minutes... Like, Fox's minute drop to 34, maybe, instead of 39. Like, you know, put Kyle Guy in for four minutes in the second quarter and, you know, just you get what you get out of him. And Justin James or like, you know, Barnes or Buddy for a few minutes. Like, it's a second out of a back-to-back. We're not exactly playing for, like, a lot anymore. Of course, I'm not ready to completely punt on the season just yet. But, like, at this point, it's looking bleak. And I'm not sure if you want to play. You're playing to win, of course. But I don't know if the risk is worth the reward at this point. Uh, no, like at this point we're over halfway through the season. Um, yeah, it's either we choose to you know push for playoffs or choose to you know tank. I feel, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't want to you know have stuff happen to these starters and you know have them get tired or not play well on uh what you call it key games I guess. Yeah, and I just I, I'm just queasy. I like about maybe someone get possibly getting injured if they're gonna be playing yeah. this many minutes. Like I don't want it to happen. And you know, hopefully like Luke figures some out. Like I get it. You want to win. You want to just. And I assume these guys want to play. Like and yeah, I just I just not a big fan of running them to the ground for like cheap wins. And we end up not winning this game. But even if we won this game, I'm not sure if it really justifies playing. Again, again, like the starters essentially 40 minutes, like mm-hmm. like this. So that that's just that's just a note I have. And yeah, we'll see what happens after the All Star break. Yeah, we shall see. Okay. Okay. Well, All Star game is coming up, which basically marks. The trade deadline, it's coming up as well. I believe the last day is the 25th, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure, but it's somewhere around there. And, you know, the trade deadline, what does it bring? Trades! So, yeah. uh, Do you have any expectations in terms of who's going to get traded? Or do you want any trades to happen? I do. But as of right now, not like the main, like, I guess you could say the starters, not yet. I'd say keep the starters for now. 
OS is a really good deal for us, um, which I kind of highly doubt at the, this point. But, you know, our, our bed unit has some value. I'd say uh, Belize could uh, get some, uh, we could get something out of that. Uh, White side, yeah, goodbye, <laughs> hopefully. And, uh, yeah, maybe those two, in my opinion. Um, there, let, 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 I think we talked about them last episode, but where do you stand on Rashawn? Yeah, like you said, he's he's a good backup, but as a starter, I mean he's okay. I I think he should be fine, but I think he uh, if we could, we should get another center to replace him and have him as a six man. So would you consider him part of the core? Ooh, he can, but he he doesn't have to be okay um what about harrison barnes do you do you think we should trade let's just say let's just so i'm seeing a lot of these kind of crazy offers the one yeah. i've kind of come come up with that seems the most consistent so a lot of people are talking about trading him to the celtics and in the celtics package from what i've like kind of gathered is that it's going to be a pick a first round pick okay next year and, Yes. Or, uh, or they don't specify, but it's probably going to be next year's, most likely. Okay. Uh, Aaron Neese, one of Aaron Neesmith or uh, I think Grant Williams, and then another, either Carson Edwards or Romeo Lankford. It's basically two guys and a pickback. Harrison Barnes. Pretty Would good. Would you do that trade? Would you do that pretty trade? Good. It's pretty good. It's just more assets and, you know, more time that we have to wait until we could build a team, <laughs> but... Sounds sounds like it sounds pretty decent in my opinion. Would you do it? I think I said this last time, but it's it's fifty fifty for me. I don't mind keeping Barnes. He's a great you know uh, defender and you know that go to offensive guy that uh, can you know get to. But again, you know, if it sounds like a good trade, and I wouldn't mind losing him. But it's a lot of buts. Like I said, it's a 50-50. But what if I told you you had to make a choice? Would you keep him or would you take this trade? I would probably make this trade. Really? Okay. I'm I'm on the other side. I wouldn't make the trade. Really? Huh. Because I just don't think you'll be able to replace what he what he brings, even if you get another draft pick. And it's going to take a few years down the line. And also, I think there's going to be something maybe even better in the offseason. Yeah, it could go either way for me, but it all depends, I guess. Um, Buddy and Corey, those guys are more... Those guys are not harder to trade by any means, but I think those guys were not really going to get anything break back and buddy yeah. is all over the place i don't know where his value is and really like Corey, like for the most part you're probably going to get something back maybe some second round picks and maybe a, an ex, another expiring belly will probably get you some back i am really if we're going to do a trade to philly i really want to be able to try and maybe get terrence ferguson he see, he's not playing over there so like, I don't know, maybe we can pick him off the scrap heap or something, because he's a huh. wing, he's a kind of a shooter, like, you know, you have, we can always use another wing. He's young, too, so. Whatchamacallit, is he not playing due to injuries, or what's, as what's going on? As far as I know, no. Even when he plays, it's not for many minutes, so. I like, see. I think it's just, they don't have a spot for him. And honestly, he's not, honestly, he's not great. Like, from what I hear from his Thunder days, it's, he's a... He's a bit just that's crisis of confidence. Um, and it's just you know he's just not good <laughs> right now. And uh, yeah, like I, I mean, just pick him off the scrap heap, like take a flyer on him, see what you can get out of him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Who would you trade for? Is it Belly? Uh, I, I would. T- yeah, I would send Belly over there because they could use a guy like Belly. And you know, the the only thing is they would have to send another player as well. I don't know who they want to. So. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know anyone in the third unit from them. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how the trade ex- or how the trade 
go down during the All-Star break. I assume there will be trade. Belly is pretty much for sure gone. Um, mm-hmm. We will get into. But, and yeah, so we shall see what happens during the trade uh, well, trade deadline, during the All-Star break. I, again, something is going to happen, and let's see. Let's Hopefully it's for the better, because Monty McNair seems to have, he has a plan, and I like to see that plan come to fruition. We shall see. Well, so it's kind of kind of cooled down as as of late, uh, but it actually kind of fired back up because we lost to Portland, and it's all his fault. Where do you stand on Luke Walton? Do you think he's going to get fired? Maybe at the end of the season, but not now. Not now. Please, not now. <laughs> Yeah, as I said, uh, a lot of, well, not a lot of people, but there are definitely Kings fans who wanted Luke gone after the uh, after the Blazers game, and I thought it's not going to happen, basically. Um, I'm I'm just on the side of not firing him. Like probably the better time to fire him is the end of the season, but again, it's another coaching change, and it just adds to another chaotic situation. Or not, but it adds to the chaos and the instability of this organization. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if that kind of environment is, a, is I guess, I just don't think it's a good look for the organization. And I don't think it's good for the players either, honestly. Like, you know, as far as, well, we'll get into that later. But as far as I know, he's not exactly like feuding with players. The, you know, Fox seems to speak highly of him. And positively of them. The only ones he's had with are, you know, Buddy and Marvin. And it's and in Marvin's case, we're not even sh- sure if it's Marvin. It's more Marvin's dad than anything. So, and Buddy yeah. is Buddy. So, and like the solution is, I'm sorry, is probably not going to be Alvin Gentry. Like Alvin Gentry is an offensive coach, and we can see his fingerprints on the offense. It's, offense has been good this year, but he is a awful defensive coach. And our issue is not offense. So that's not that's not the answer. Uh, so, I don't I don't know what the hell people are expecting. Like especially Kings fans who call for Luke's firing. It's just you're you're asking for something. You're basically to me you're cutting your what's what's a cutting cutting off your face and to spite your nose is kind of what I think of think of this as. You know when I was on Reddit I see. The two names uh, for possible, you know, coaches that does get fired come up often, and that's Atkinson and D'Antoni. What oh, D'Antoni, yeah, def- yeah, defensive-minded <laughs> D'Antoni. Like again, that doesn't solve the is- the main issue, the root issue is defense. Atkinson, sure, but like Atkinson, you're looking at a, de- it's a he's a development coach. Yeah, you're looking at at least another probably two more years before we get anywhere. And sure, you can say the long game, but like it's just, it doesn't really it's not really what fans think they want. I don't think my opinion. I just don't see like any there's there's going to be it's going to be a process and you're going back to square one. And I don't think people I don't think people who call for Luke's firing understand that. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's a lot of uh, what we experience in Twitter and, you know, Reddit. So, yeah, of course, Twitter and, you know, Reddit, it's not the greatest places for, you know, to actually gauge where the real fan base is. But it, it's a loud majority or a loud minority. And you kind of get at least a sense of where we're at. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of like firing Luke Wong because it doesn't fix the root issue. He is he is very much down the line of like, you know the most blame to put on i think yeah that's yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, again uh, that's where i stand and it seems like you the, you stand on the side of not firing luke at least until the end of the season we shall see what happens by the end of the season because there is a possibility um, yeah. that, but chances are if you're looking for him to get fired like now it's probably not going to happen as we will get into um, Sam Amick and Jason Jones, two very, very well-respected Sacramento reporters. Sam Amick's more, more known for national stories, but he is based in Sacramento and he has a very good track record with, uh, reporting Sacramento news, 
related to the Kings. Um, some some key notes that I have from the article. So Luke Walton, as we just mentioned, is likely safe. He has a great relationship with the players, particularly Fox, um, who speaks very highly of him in public and privately. And he has a good relationship with the front office. And uh, as far as I know, he doesn't like he. They didn't mention anything about him and Vivek, but he is very tight with uh, Monty McNair. And also, you know, decently tight with, uh, not tight, but like, you know, he talks with Joe Dumars as well. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> He's not going to get fired. <laughs> and we're not going to get into this in the detail, but like, yes, a lot of people were calling for Luke's firing right after Lloyd Pierce got fired. But there is a giant distinction between those two situations. Lloyd Pierce had lost the locker room, and Trey Young, uh, you know, in particular, did not like Lloyd Pierce. So that dynamic does not exist, as far as we know, it, with it with Fox and uh, Fox and Luke. And as far as I know, other th- again, other than Buddy and Marvin's dad, there isn't a there there isn't any reporting of like widespread dissension and like tuning out of Luke. So that that dynamic is not there. So it's not the same situation. And again, chances are, if you're looking for him to get fired like now or like before the season ends. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Well, we'll see because it could go either way at this point, you know? Yeah, and the article did put a note there. Unless, if the team for some reason takes a complete nosedive, that, that changes things. Yeah, well, we still have a whole good half what less than half a season left so you know let's play our games and you know weigh our options and hope that monty or yeah monty you know makes the good decisions and as of right now we have good faith in monty my main hope is that ownership doesn't get involved Ooh, that's that's or at least not in a way not in a way where monty makes a decision and Vivek, come, Vivek or one of his children come out of nowhere and say, no, we want to do this instead. Or Matina. Like, oh, that's, the, that's the big thing I do not want to see. I do not want to hear anything about ownership wanting something that's in, in contrast to Monty. That is when you – that is when I'm, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Let's, let's hope that's not the case. So far, you know, nothing – no word from them so it's it's just all about time we're just gonna have to see because we can't control it as fans um okay so next thing um that i'm that was particularly notable um so so belly had about a one month absence from the team from like you know mm-hmm. basically early january all the way until like early like mid february now, at at the time, it was reported that he had personal issues or he had back spasms, but it's been revealed that the actual reason why he was out those games was he was not a fan of losing his starting spot to Marvin Bagley. Really? Ooh. He was ge- he was genuinely pissed about that because he thought because the the idea the message that was kind of given to him or the way he took it was that you know Belly is not in the Kings' long term plans. And no. Because of that, he and he he perceives that is the reason why he was basically not playing, and you know Marvin was starting over him, and he was very much pissed about that. Even though there was no real public reporting of it, like there was some speculation, but there was he was very much quiet about this. Well, I guess he took it somewhat professionally, uh, at least you know. I guess we know now uh, why he's not playing as much, but yeah, hopefully we get something good out of him. I mean, makes uh, both uh, parties happy. I think he will. I think we will be able to get something good out of him because guess what? He came back, he he played, and he's good. Like mm-hmm. immediately contributes. Like oh, yeah. you know, you know, all the credit in the world for him to, for staying professional in this kind of like environment. And yeah, ho- hopefully we get. You know, we can send him to a place that he wants to go to, and yeah, like you know, we'll definitely remember him here. He had he had like pretty, he had a pretty profound effect on the team. Like, 
you know, he took he took whatever opportunities he had and he contributed in way in ways that he only he could despite his limitations. Oh yeah, and we thank him for that because he he was yeah he was here since you know the start of this build and hopefully someday he wins a ring. I don't know where he's gonna go, but you know, could be anywhere at this point. And again, he is a guy with a versatile, like very useful skill set that can definitely help a contender who needs a little bit mm-hmm. more shooting at, at the four or five spot. So, you know, Philly, Golden State, Milwaukee, um, you know, the Lakers. <laughs> why not? Like why not? <laughs> like Clippers, yeah. Like there, are, a lot of teams could use them, and hopefully, we can get him to where he wants to be. I see. Um, so moving on, it, apparently there was a very similar situation with GR3. Now, there, okay. now in the mi- kind of in the middle of our like losing streak, he basically stopped playing. And even during our winning streak, he actually had some DMPs. And apparently he wasn't exactly happy about that either. And that was actually one of the reasons why we released him. Hmm. So I I didn't think of this at the time just because I thought it was because you know the Kings released him because he he wanted to go for a contender or go, wanted to go on a contender and you know he could he can kind of help like he's a good player I think oh yeah and, yeah and also he, they also waived him because his they waived him right before his salary was supposed to be guaranteed was one of the reasons why they waived him. But again, another reason was he was not happy with his, like, you know, basically just registering DMPs for kind of no reason for certain games. I see. Uh, You know, I I like that they're taking it professionally, but yeah, it's kind kind of hard not knowing sometimes. Uh, I mean, we really could use them right now, like just with our yeah. lack of depth. It's just, I mean, granted, like no team has picked him up, so like I assume like those personal, like personal reasons that that he was out for, like maybe there is something going on there, and I just maybe maybe that's another like contributing factor as well, possibly. Well, if it's private, we should keep it private, and he should, you know, do whatever it takes to, you know help himself and help uh, whatever whoever's around him, you know? Okay, and last note that I have is Marvin Bagley. Uh, Marvin has... So uh, rival executives actually are interested in Marvin. Huh. But the way I read it was that they're... They, but they don't think you'll, they'll get much for him. Or, like, they don't have to... They, they shouldn't have to offer much to get him right now. Right, what you call other rival Western Conference uh play or uh executives teams just said executives. It just said executives. It doesn't say I West see. or East. Ooh, that would be. Yeah, I can't. He's not gonna be worth much. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'd rather keep him to be honest. Yeah, he's an intriguing um, asset, and it doesn't really make sense to trade him right now, especially when like exec- rival executives have said like they don't see that much value in him, but they're intrigued. And I guess this this curiosity is you know it's something, and like you know we'll see maybe after the season if like another team wants to offer something substantial for him, and you know like. Yeah, again, he's an intriguing prospect, and honestly, we don't know what he's going to end up being. Is he going to learn how to play defense? Is he going to learn how to have better awareness and better feel? Like these are questions that really can't be answered just yet, and I that's why I assume like not a lot of teams want to maybe mess with that just yet. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll develop into the player that we all dreamed of, and I I'm pretty sure you know he still has a lot of uh, learning to do, and I'm going to be uh, excited to see what his end product will be. Oh, yeah, and his his uh, his brother is actually coming into the draft this year, too. So. Ooh. Is he uh, high is, is he high or low? Uh, as far as I know, he may be, like, a late first round or early second round from oh. what I've seen so far, I think. So, I don't know. Well, 
we'll have to see. Okay, well, that's uh, that's going to be it for the Kings. Uh, let's move on to the All-Star team. That's something that's happening this weekend. Uh, yeah, so um, team captains were LeBron and Kevin Durant. Of course, Kevin Durant will not be actually playing, but he was the he was voted in as the team captain. Uh, so overall, um, what were your thoughts on the, uh, the draft and uh, any thoughts on the All-Stars? I mean, we were talking about this earlier, and, you know, a lot of passing from LeBron. And Durant, of course, is a, just a bunch of ISO. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, uh, uh, yeah, like, if you look down the roster, like, Joel Embiid are Ka- and Kawhi Leonard are the only two guys that don't do things other than scoring. Like, you know, and, and particularly I'm talking about defense, although Mike Conley did replace Devin Booker. So you're going to have an actual point guard out there now. And they made James Harden's brother point guard. But like, yeah, it's a lot of ISO guys. And Team Le- LeBron has a much more well-rounded uh, team, to say the least. Um, who, who do you who do you think is going to win this one? I, I got to say it's got to be LeBron, right? I assume so, just because. And also, Kevin Durant's not going to be playing. That's a huge. That's a huge like. That's a huge loss, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I probably won't be watching much of the game. I might watch the fourth quarter during the Elam ending if it's going to be, you know, interesting. Because guess, because uh, there are other stuff happening, and we will get to it of why I might not be watching the All Star game. Um, yeah, um, what do you think of the, I guess, the Utah Jazz disrespect? Oh, with the, whatchamacallit, game pick the last? <laughs> Essentially, I thought it was a bit unfair. Uh, you know, not too sure. Maybe there's some beef with, it, with them, uh, I don't know. But... I mean, they really deserve to be at least top, like top like ten players to pick. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, there's no, there is no universe I would ever take Zach Levine over Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert, <laughs> a different story, but like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I guess, you know, Utah has has had a history of like, you know, their fan base being really, really, uh, let's just say problematic. Especially Ooh. against black players, and uh, maybe there's some beef there. I highly doubt it's anything with Donovan Mitchell. Maybe more on Rudy, just because Rudy has a certain reputation, and you know you can't really discount the fact that he was patient zero. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. Again, I don't think that was his fault per se, but he is. He was the first guy to test positive. Oh and, yeah. You know, maybe that reputation is gonna follow him around, but like. I just thought it was weird. Like, why? Again, why in the hell was Zach Levine picked before Donovan Mitchell? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're better friends than Donovan Mitchell. There could be a lot of factors, but uh, the way the teams are, you know, spread out, it's it's just kind of still kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Other than that, like honestly, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I am I'm intrigued to see LeBron and Steph play, and I'm intrigued to see Steph and Dame play. Yeah, lots of also like lots of good scores, passing. I'm pretty sure this, there's gonna be like no defense at all. I mean, like you know, LeBron's got defenders on his team, and you know, Durant has Kawhi on his team, so you know there'll be some defense. We shall see how this works. Um. You know, and of course, you know, they, they have a bunch of ISO scores, but there's some damn good ISO scores on that team. You got Kyrie, you got James Harden, like, you know, that basketball is about putting that ball in the bucket. So, you know, you never know. You never know. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, so this really surprised me. Blake Griffin, uh, agree, agrees to a buyout <laughs> with the yeah, Detroit Pistons. I know. He had about over $70 million left on his contract, and he basically ended up giving back about $13 million, so, you know, still ends up getting around maybe $16, 50-some million. Still and, a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's still a lot of money, and I think it's a lump sum pay, too. Jeez. I'm not well, – actually, I, don't, I highly doubt it was a lump sum play. Never mind, but, okay. like, <laughs> the, like, the fact that he is able to get a buyout, 
was pretty crazy to me. And he is free to join any contender or any team he wants. You have any you have any thoughts on where he might end up going? That's kind of tough. Is he going to just sign a minimum anywhere? Uh, probably. That's probably what's going to end up happening. Ooh. I don't know. It's kind of... I mean, he could sign anywhere, sure, but kind of afraid of his injuries and, you know, I haven't seen him play lately. Do you think he helps the team? That's a tough question. I feel like he helps a struggling team, but if he's going to help like a contender, he's going to have to accept into a role. So the Brooklyn Nets are apparently the front runners to get him right now. Okay, that's what I'm, I was thinking first, actually. And so I, well, do you think he helps the Brooklyn Nets? Is he a good defender? <laughs> uh, never, not really what he's known for, but like in a in a minimized role, you never know. To be honest, I mean, sure, it could help them a little, but I can't. I don't know. I can't see them changing drastically if they add him or not. Yeah, I don't think he's a real needle mover either way. Yeah. Like, he does add another kind of, like, option out there. And he, he's always been a good passer. Maybe mm-hmm. he helps on that end, but, like, I don't know to what degree. But, like, honestly, my my pick for him to where he should go, I think he should go to the Lakers. Ooh. Because he, should, he should, should go to the Lakers to spurn. Oh, I just forgot his name. Steve Ballmer. He's just, <laughs> just to just to fuck with Steve Ballmer, because boy did the Clippers do him dirty. Ooh, yeah, he's never going back there at any time. It's, it's, time, it's time to get some revenge. You joined the Lakers. He he just turned end up. He this is Sting turning heel and turning heel in NWO. This is you know like what uh, what's it called Stone Cold turning heel like at WrestleMania 17. Uh-huh. Like this is this will be that will be the storyline you want to go with. That's the storyline I want to see. <laughs> well, it's Blake's choice. And, you know, the, wherever he goes, I'm pretty sure the team would be happy to have him. But going to the Lakers, ooh. Yeah, Clippers. <laughs> I don't know. Better watch out. Okay, well, uh, since we just spoke a little about, a bit about wrestling, this past week... Um, on AEW Dynamite on TNT, Shaq wrestled a match against Cody, and I I, I don't have the names of the of the two ladies. I'm sorry, but like, what would you think? What you think of the match? Eh, I mean, I gotta say, first off, his acting, I, I mean wrestling, Shaq's wrestling, is a uh, it's pretty good. Like he had, you could definitely see that he has trained and has done the work in, and, and uh, you know, he took those bumps real well, really. Yeah, I, like I was actually surprised. Like honestly, I, I've always been kind of shoddy on Shaq entering. Like back when he was in WWE, I was not the biggest fan of that. But, like just seeing like what he did in AEW, like he's fine. Not bad. And he seems to respect the business, which a lot of pe- which I like a lot of like you know celebrities that go into wrestling. I don't then like I don't get that sense from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how long is he actually gonna stay in uh, AEW? I have no clue. They they're good. He's going to do stuff for them though. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. <laughs> It'd be real interesting. Um, yeah, there was a really cool table spot that they did where, like, you know, he fell through a table. That was really cool. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I was surprised he took that. Like, you know, Shaq is a heavy guy. And, like, taking a bump like that, you know, that's a lot of weight falling down onto the ground. And, of course, it's broken by a table. But, like, wow, I was surprised that he actually straight up took a table bump. Yeah, I mean, big guy falling, what is it, five feet? down onto two tables that that must have hurt 
Yeah, and and he looked like he died basically. So you know, sold that real well. And yeah, I'm, part of me is actually kind of intrigued by this. I'm not gonna say I'm excited for Shaq to, to be wrestling, but like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a something, I guess. Uh, you know, haven't watched too much AEW, but I mean, gotta bring the fans in, I guess. You gotta watch a little bit to pretend you at least care. Like, I, I know. <laughs> but you know, like, uh, what's it called? They do have a, they, they do have a, you know, a show going on this weekend, and I am very much intrigued. And we're gonna go into real kind of geeky wrestling territory, but AEW Revolution this Sunday, and uh, this, a, this event is actually the reason why I'm not gonna be watching the All Star Game because guess what? All Star Game for the most part is pretty boring until the fourth quarter, anyways. Uh, there is, so, Big Show, Paul White, um, teased on this, this week's episode that there's going to be a Hall of Fame-worthy wrestler debuting, hmm, debuting in, uh, AEW this week, uh, or, uh, in AEW Evolution, and Speculation Station is running wild. Do you have any kind of guess or any kind of hope of who it's going to be <sighs> lots of choices it's we, we, we've been talking about this and you know it's 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 very vague of how they describe this guy but you know my first choice would be you know john cena that was one of the big ones, and like I, I don't think it'll happen, but I so want it to happen. If it's actually John Cena, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Like he's actually announced for WrestleMania, by the way. So of course that's prop that pretty much guarantees is not going to happen. But can you imagine if it's fucking John Cena? Ooh, I mean it could be a lot of people, a lot of big names, but if so, it was. Go ahead. If it was John Cena, it'd be. I don't know how WWE would react. <laughs> I want to I mean, see how they react. I mean, you know, Vince is gonna have a fucking aneurysm, basically. But like, <laughs> you know, like people th- threw out the Undertaker. People threw out, you know, Christian, uh, a pretty pretty good one. A uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Mick Foley, all these names. Uh, but the one I I think this could shift like the entire like. This could shift the uh, the wrestling landscape. Of course, John Cena would be one too, but I think one that can really kind of shift the wrestling landscape to like to a full blown war. Like because right now, like AEW is challenging uh, WWE, but WWE is by far way bigger than AEW can ever imagine. It's not even close. But I think if this if this wrestler shows up at AEW Revolution. I might things might start to shift. I'm talking about someone who's got a big name. You know, oh. he who you know has main evented many WrestleManias and oh. is one of their one of the WWE's biggest draw, biggest money makers, biggest stars, and the one that Vince just refuses to ever let go, even though he's basically fucked with Vince for many years at this point. <laughs> I'm talking about Brock Lesnar, man. Oh, I've, I've really want to see Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I know, I know, most fans aren't hot on him because you know he he always holds the title hostage, and I hope AEW doesn't do that shit with him. But like, can you imagine if it's Brock Lesnar? Man, I, by the way you were t- uh, like describing it, it's like oh, maybe it's the Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, that's the other guy uh like yes but he's not gonna wrestle so like that or he won't be wrestling much for sure um but like brock would be wrestling and he and you you can slot him into the main event Mm -hmm. that's a guy you can actually slot into the main event there's a reason why AEW's not slotting sting into the main event because guess what he's old as shit and can barely bump like it's not happening and I think it's going to be the same situation with Undertaker. You're not pushing him to the main event, even though he should be in the main event. But you can't have him wrestle because he just doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Brock's got it. 
sadly that's the case and sadly it's probably one of the more uh what how would i say it what a better choice is that is more reasonable i i think overall it's a long shot just because like if, if you're talking about just money like vince can offer the fucking world to brock i just don't think brock's gonna turn that money down mm-hmm I, I just don't. I just don't think it'll happen. And also, they also I think Tony Khan said in an interview saying that this is a multi-year deal, and I just highly doubt Brock signed a multi-year deal with uh, AEW. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's it of course it's a long shot. It's a fucking fantasy for the most part. But oh my god, can you imagine if he joined AEW? It'd be. Oh. Oh, man. I don't know what to say. So the other one is uh, The Rock. <laughs> like, that is another uh, kind of, you know, ground-shaking, heaven-collapsing, heaven you know, he- hell-freezing-over event. Like, again, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, he, he's, he's, got, he's got too much shit going on. He, he's the biggest star in Hollywood. It's just, I don't think it's going to happen. If he's not coming back to WWE, I highly doubt he's going to AEW. Like those are the three: John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and The Rock. Like I, I so want it to be one of those three, but chances are it's not happening. Mm-hmm. What you call it? What are your thoughts on potentially CM Punk? That's the interesting one. Like that would be big for a lot of people. I mm-hmm. unfortunately just don't fall into that category. Like I, I get it. One of the best promos of all time. But he's not really a guy I want to see wrestle. I just feel a lot of that, a lot of the mythology of you know CM Punk since he's left uh, WWE in 2014 is the return. But I don't see much coming after the return because I I don't know he he has a style of wrestling that I'm not all that interested in. He's a good wrestler, great worker, you know one of the best in the company like at, at, for his time. I think he'd still be a good wrestler in today's game. But he's just not a guy that just – he's not a guy on my list, but I can totally understand why he's why he would be on your list. Yeah, I got – I mean, all the options that we named out so far could pretty much turn a lot of things for AEW. And I'd be pretty excited to see what they'll do with him or whoever – I just hope it's not a swerve of some sort. It, of I course, know. Like, I, you know, we have to, like raise expectations to unreal levels. You know, the core is melting at this point; it's overloading, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like, you know, we have unre- unrealistic expectations. But I hope this doesn't ruin it for anyone else. If it just turns out to be just, you know, like. You know, it's just I'll, like say Kurt Angle. If it's Kurt Angle, it's fine. I'm okay with that. It's just, you know, I think that should be fine. We shouldn't really expect Brock or John Cena or The Rock or how CM Punk. But like, it doesn't make it bad if it's not. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I mentioned this. Uh, who's announcing this again? A uh, big show. And yes, he for some reason went to AEW. I, I mean, I was really surprised on that one, just because like I thought he was a WWE lifer. Can you imagine if he said that he himself was a big debut? I mean, Jesus, that's not funny. Why you got it? Why you got? Why you got players like that? Stop playing. Hall of Famer. Check potentially in the future. Uh, yeah. WWE champion or yeah he's one yeah, he, yeah he's been one like yeah. he he fits the criteria yeah he does which is scary as well but like <laughs> I, I just don't I like you know what AEW has built up a lot of goodwill with us I'm willing to I'm willing to go out on a limb and say it's not gonna be him I just don't think they'll do us like that to be honest if I if I heard him say that I'd probably switch back to the All Star game. Oh, yeah, God, after ordered. that, at this point, yeah, I'm going right back because I, this that this is the reason why I'm going to be watching AEW Revolution. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. A lot of choices, and there's also a lot of bad choices. So we'll see someday what AEW has in store. Do not pull a TNA, please, for the love of God. Oh, dear goodness. Uh, yeah, we'll see. 
on that sour note, uh, that's it for this like you know mega episode. We we won't probably won't be releasing any Kings related stuff unless a big trade comes comes through because we don't have a we don't have games for a week. So gonna be you know pretty sporadic in terms of content. Uh, but you know I we will be releasing stuff. Um, you know we. I've been holding it off, but we are trying to <laughs> review the next uh, stretch of Naruto episodes. Um, uh, yeah. Forgetting to watch them. I've been, been kind of slacking. So we will be releasing content. Uh, you know, just stay tuned for that. But And, you know, maybe something will happen and be on the lookout for a emergency pod in case a big trade goes down. We shall see, because this is the this is the stretch. We're, we're, I want to see some potential good things happening yeah we'll see you guys later all right